Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome to another Triple F podcast. Guys, it has been a while. It's been a while since I've sat behind the microphone in the hot seat and come on and bless your airways with my melodic tone of voice. Um, no, I joke. How are we all? Hope you're all well, fine, fresh and fucking fantastic. You know the score. <clears throat> so today's episode... I thought I would go with something a little bit different and not actually aim at my typical audience. So this one isn't for the bodybuilders. This one isn't for the clients or the followers. This one is actually for your loved ones. So today's episode is your loved one has started prep. So I guess, you know, for this is the the mums, the dads, the sisters, the brothers, the friends, the partners, you're probably a little bit confused. Like, what is this? My, my my loved ones come home and told me that they've started prep. What the what the fuck is prep? So you you're probably aware that you know your loved ones uh, a bodybuilder, what whatever class that is, whether it's bikini, figure, um, bodybuilding, men's physique, classic. So you kind of know a little bit about what's involved the the strictness, the routine the constant time in the gym, the constant food prep and carrying boxes and boxes of food and bottles and bottles of water. So you probably get a rough idea of what it is that's going on or what your loved one is invested in. But I don't think there's many tools or areas that really cover what you can expect as a loved one from... um, your your partner, your friend, your your sibling in prep. So I thought what I would do is something a little bit different, jump on a podcast and give you guys some handy tools, tips and advice of what to experience, how to handle it um, and also just, just equip you with what and some benefits and, and helpful tools into what's about to come. So prep is an intense period of time. Like, firstly, you know, I'm probably teaching a few people how to suck eggs here, but prep, what is it? It basically is the time spent preparing for a bodybuilding competition. So this is typically, um, it could be 18, 16, 20, 30 weeks, depending on the individual, but it will be an extended period of time where the client, the competitor, diets down ready for a bodybuilding competition. Now, it probably sounds like torture to you guys. You probably sit there and, you know, many people don't understand it. Many people think it's this weird. Um, a lot of people think it's like a self-indulgence boy. It really isn't. It's actually one of the most rewarding, giving, and almost like communal type sports there is. Like, you know, where a lot of sports, it's very kind of head-on, um, Everybody wants to win. Bodybuilding isn't quite like that. Obviously, yes, everybody wants to win, but it's it's a very loving, a very caring sport. It's, it's uh, more often than not, the person you're stepped next to on stage likely becomes a best friend. Like you speak to them every day on social media, or you go and train with them, or you go for food with them afterwards. It's it's a very loving sport. It's a very caring sport. So, I think the thing that, or or something that I've kind of come across in my years of coaching, um, and also with myself as well, is it's just a very misunderstood sport. And it can also seem very extreme as well. 
Now, this is some. This is the part that I want to equip you guys with because there's ways and means and 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 methods of handling it. And also, just reassurance for yourself as well that your loved one is not going to die and they are going to return back to normal. And I say normal because if any of you are listening to this and have experienced a loved one in prep, you'll fully understand. So I thought I would kind of start from day one of a prep, what it might entail, how it's going to be, and then kind of go all the way through to the end. So the early stages of a prep, um, the competitor is going to be very excited. They're going to love every minute of it. They're going to be you know, real keen to go, real hungry to kind of get started and get stuck in. And you're not really going to experience many kind of areas of caution in regards to like the first parts. The thing you might find as a loved one that's quite strange is that the kind of family side of events or the social kind of gatherings become less and less and less. Now, this is nothing that you've done wrong. This is nothing that you can really control. All the athletes trying to do is keep themselves focused on their goals. Now, when you're in an extended diet period or when you're very strict and regimented and focused on your end goal, sometimes being in those kind of relaxed social environments where food's involved, it can be a little bit challenging because the, the athletes had restricted food. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be food focused. Um, you know, it's, it's a long time to be in that diet state. So to be around that kind of stuff, it's mentally taxing, you know, don't get me wrong. Not everybody feels like that. Some people can, can be around food all day long and it not cause a single issue. Others will only have to smell a meal and it can trigger anxiety. It can trigger, um, the, the urge to come off plan or, or binge or lose that kind of focus and control. So it's nothing that the family or, or loved ones are doing wrong. It's just self-preservation, um, self-care. They're looking after themselves within this time because prep is physically and mentally challenging. So one tip that I can give you guys, please do not ever turn around to your loved one and say, one will not hurt. That's not supportive. That's not caring. That's not loving. It will actually really... And, and sometimes confuse the athlete because they'll feel misunderstood, they'll feel um, challenged, they'll feel almost torn between the right and wrong thing to do because they want to give their prep absolutely everything. They want to be able to step on stage at the end of this 20, 30, however many weeks it is, step up there and say, do you know what, I have done everything that I was supposed to do. I've not missed a meal, I've not missed a step, I've not missed a training session, I've done all my cardio, I've done absolutely everything that I could possibly do to step up on stage today and present my best look. And and that's what it's all about. So I've found with clients um, and team members in the past that when they have these kind of family events or when they have these kind of social events and they're out with friends and their friends are like, oh, don't worry, like, you look great, you look great. One meal won't hurt, or one biscuit won't hurt, or, oh, you can afford that because, you know, you look great already. It, it's not about how they look now. It's not about being able to allow that one meal or that one biscuit or whatever it is. This is That's not a helpful piece of advice. It's not something that's going to make that person feel positive. Um, 
you know, it's it's almost, I know it's quite a harsh analogy, but it's almost like being at a party and one friend's doing drugs and the other one doesn't want to. And the other one's like, oh, you know, one pill won't hurt. It's, that's their choice. They don't want to take it. So support them and say, do you know what? Maybe when it comes to like food <clears throat> related events, maybe do something different. Like, you know, you could go to a beach if it's the summer or go for walks or, you know, just go out for a coffee. You know, competitors can have coffee. <laughs> they can't have biscuits, unfortunately. So there's there's ways and means around it. It doesn't have to be this isolating sport. I just find that with competitors, it's easier almost to isolate yourself because then you don't have those almost uncomfortable situations where people potentially don't understand the 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 level of what they've said can create. So and it's you know if I put it into a different analogy, you know, let's say for example. You spoke to that that loved one. So, oh, you know what? You're looking great. One biscuit won't hurt. They've been dieting for 12 weeks. They have that one biscuit. And it, like, sparks this, like, urge to just nonstop gorge on food. And then that one biscuit turns into a three, 4,000 calorie binge. And it happens. It can happen. As soon as they taste that sugar, as soon as they taste that sweetness that they've not had, like, their hunger hormones have been suppressed for such a long period of time. They've probably sat there for weeks thinking about eating these foods and they've gone, oh, do you know what, you know, one won't hurt. Then all of a sudden they have that and it's like, shit, the floodgates are open now. Like I can't stop eating. And I've seen it firsthand. People cannot stop eating. So having that support and having that reassurance that your loved one's not gonna, not say put you in that environment because you're not intentionally doing it. I completely understand this. You know, for the outside world of bodybuilding, a biscuit isn't harmful. A biscuit isn't, it's, it's nothing, it's a fucking couple of hundred calories. But to the competitor, it's a little bit different to that. So I think just being mindful that little things like that to you probably seem like absolutely nothing. But to the competitor, it can seem somewhat maybe challenging or somewhat unsupportive. And of course, like a loved one, that's, that's not the case at all. Excuse me, just having a sip of my fine beverage. Um... But it's, it's a different world, you know, it's a different world to what a competitor is going in. So the food focus is probably one of the highest ones. Now, what quickly follows the food focus or the food-related support is the athlete's appearance. Now, obviously, I want this podcast to be as much about you guys as it is the athlete as well. Now, I know from a loved one's perspective or a loved one's point of view, Watching your athlete diet down into a show is going to be a very, very big visual change. You're going to look at your loved one and you're going to think, oh my God, what's happening here? Like, they don't look healthy. They look tired. Like, they're not focusing on stuff. They might become clumsy. Uh, they might become irritable. Um, very short patient. This is all completely normal. Completely normal. And I know it's... One thing I kind of find from an athlete's perspective is, let's say, for example, they haven't seen a grandparent for a couple of weeks or they haven't seen a parent for a couple of weeks and then they go to see them. It's like, oh, my God, what's happened? Like that kind of drawn, gaunt look, like can often look more pale, for example. Like for lack of a better word, we look like shit. (laughs) We look like shit when we're in prep. It's, It's part and parcel of it. And unfortunately, you can't crack a couple of eggs 
if you like you can't not crack a couple of eggs if you want to make an omelette and it's it's part of the necessary evil of it now i'm not saying that makes it any easier i'm not saying that makes it acceptable and you know understanding because you're looking at your loved one going oh my god they literally look like they're on death's door um your athlete is probably feeling that as well so when you see them and you're like oh my god you look like shit that's <laughs> that's twisting a knife <laughs> that's twisting a knife and it's probably not what they want to hear and it's the same of the <clears throat> you know we're worried about you we're 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 nervous or scared or, or you know you're not looking healthy and prep prep is challenging you, you know don't get me wrong quote unquote healthy what is healthy like we prep or we should um based on the coach but we prep with health always as a priority the the athletes coach should always be making sure that <clears throat> their prep is done healthy safe they're they're as happy as can be quote because they're not going to be ecstatic um they're making sure that all their health is kept in the the forefront of their mind so although from the outside <clears throat> you might see them and think oh my god you know what's going on here why do they look like they're on death's door they're staring through me. They can't hold a conversation. That is all very, very, very normal behavior for someone who's in prep. So when you see your loved one, it is going to be a shock. Don't get me wrong. You are going to look at them and go, holy shit. But don't say that. <laughs> Please don't say that because it's it's something that will affect them. It will affect their confidence. They're already in such a delicate state of maybe like self-belief, confidence, because when you're in an extended diet period like that for so long, <clears throat> you you begin to question everything. You're hungry, you're tired, sleep gets affected. Obviously your hormones are gonna become affected as well. And you're about to take on something that is is quite daunting in itself, stepping up on stage to be judged and, and almost analyzed from a, a physical point of view. It can be very, <clears throat> very intense on someone's confidence or self-belief so having things like that said and again you mean it by no harm you mean it by no negativity but to the athlete they can take it very differently and think oh shit well you know if they're looking at me like that then what's the judge going to think or you know am i going to be ready or am i am i pushing too hard or am i not pushing hard enough like it will spark a snowball effect inside your athlete's head and something that's very common is athletes become very introverted. They don't discuss how they feel. They don't express what's going on inside their head. And it's it's one of two things. One, they, they, they stay quiet because they want to stay focused on their goal. They stay quiet because they want to, quote, unquote, stay in their lane, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and not, you know, show face. And others don't like to show weakness they think that something like that is, is weak or they you know they don't want to show face or show that they're kind of struggling so i think giving your athlete a comfortable safe place to talk but not saying things or, or potentially thinking just before you speak because you know like i said you don't mean it with any harm or any negativity but for someone who hasn't probably slept well for a, a, a good number of weeks someone who in, in essence has been restricted of food, they're going to be, and I don't want to use the word sensitive, but they are going to be much more heightened to sensitivity than 
they usually are. So it could spark arguments. It could spark upset, tears, anger. So you just have to be a little bit more mindful about how it comes across. So let's say, for example, you know, let's 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 flip it. So, you know, your your loved one hasn't seen you for a while. They come home and go, they come in and go, oh, oh my god, you've put weight on. Like you're gonna be, oh shit, <laughs> fuck you too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's the same as the athlete. You know, telling someone they look tired or telling someone they look skinny. Please, 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 never say to your athlete that you look skinny. That's that's not a compliment. <laughs> it hasn't been a compliment for a very, very, very long time. And I think still people think that it's a positive, positive word. It's not. You know, if if you want to make your client feel good, tell them they look lean. Say, oh my god, you're looking fucking lean. That's gonna gas them up. They're gonna feel happy about that. You know, tell them they're looking good, you know. Say, oh my god, like you're looking leaner and leaner every time I see you. That's a positive reinforcement for them because they're gonna go, oh right, you know. I'm on the right tracks here. I'm doing the right things. This is this is this is working. Like, shit. My mum just called me lean. That's sick. Like, you're sitting there thinking lean. What the fuck is lean? <laughs> lean. Lean basically just means they're losing more body fat. They're they're becoming more um, visible in musculature. So that's it's a positive thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. That's what they want. So th- there's many things that can spark negativity in regards to an athlete's mind. It's just because they're much more heightened to certain emotions. So the biggest one that I find, and this is, it's almost like a heartbreaking conversation to have with an athlete because bodybuilding is a very, very misunderstood sport. It's not self-indulgent. It's not egotistical. It's not, okay it's it's not self-obsessed it's not selfish it might come across as those things because this person is focusing on themselves so much they're spending so much time on themselves they might go very quiet they might become quite potentially irrational in thought or it might come across as irrational in thought but you know if this athlete had a conversation with a bodybuilder they'd probably laugh and joke and become best friends because they relate to everything. Like the amount of stupid stuff we do in prep because we're so tired and, and drained, like to the, I, I say the average human, <laughs> the normal person who's not in prep, it might sound really daft and stupid and think, what is this person on? But to someone who has experienced a prep together, they will completely relate and completely understand. Now, one of the hardest things and most heartbreaking things I have to discuss with a client is my family don't get me my family don't support me my family don't understand it now I, I i always say to my athletes or my athletes families is you don't have to understand it you don't have to get the intricacies of it you don't have to understand it's, it's a weird thing to grasp the concept of i get it like we stand on stage in bikinis or briefs basically and we are analyzed by judges it's it's there's more to it than that but in a nutshell i know a lot of people look at it as that it's what bodybuilding is is a representation of yourself of your passion of your work ethic of your drive of of how much you're willing to progress yourself now if, if your loved one turn around one day and go right i want to be a millionaire I want to work every single day of my life, every hour, every minute to be a successful millionaire. 
nine times out of ten, the family will probably support that. And I, I, I don't know what the difference is personally to someone who goes, you know what? I want to be the best I can be. I want to step up on stage and show off a physique that I've created in myself and be proud of and be happy of. And 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 no one can take that away from me. Like this is something for me that is so precious for bodybuilding is that you can't fake it. You can't steal it. You can't buy it. You can't borrow. Like what you present in a physique is 100% down to the athlete's hard work, dedication, consistency, hours and hours and hours and hours, like years and years and years of showing up every single day and sticking to their meals, sticking to their water, sticking to their cardio, sticking to their training. So going back to the one won't hurt, for that athlete, it's almost like, again, apologies, but pissing on their parade because they're like, you know, I, I, I go to the gym every day. I go to do my cardio every day. I do my steps. I do my food. Why is my family just saying to me, oh, one won't hurt, one won't hurt? Why are they Why are they trying to impact my journey? And that's sometimes how it can come across. Um, and then the athlete then feels that they're not supported. They feel that they don't have that reassurance or the guidance or... Um, almost blessing of the family. And, and don't get me wrong, there, there's the the other end of the spectrum where I have had families turn around and say, I will not support your goals, I will not come and support you, I will not um, come and show that I believe in this because I, I, I am dead against it and I have seen that and it, it's heartbreaking to see because at the end of the day, that athlete is still your loved one, whether it's your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, your, your husband, your wife, at the end of the day, that's something that they're stepping and choosing to do. You don't have to understand something to support something. You know, you should just want to support that person because they're your loved one. You want to see them be the best they can be and ultimately be happy in what they do. And bodybuilding is one of the most giving, rewarding, like, almost self-satisfying things that you can possibly do. Because like I said, what you put in, you get out. There's, there's not many other things that are like that. You get exactly what you put in. And if you put in 100%, bodybuilding will return that. Training will return that. Being consistent with your diet and your life, it will return. And I, I, I swear to God, bodybuilding or, or training or, or going to the gym, let's, let's, let's keep it simple. It is or has been the route to so many people's success. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for training. I wouldn't be where I am now if it wasn't for bodybuilding. Bodybuilding taught me discipline. Bodybuilding taught me consistency. It taught me work ethic. What made me successful as a coach is the same tools that I apply to my bodybuilding. It's showing up every single day. It's not letting myself bitch out. It's not letting myself leave without stepping up or progressing it's it's being consistent every single day doing the mundane repetitive over and over and over and over daily tasks which then lead to success and, and that's the thing from an outside point of view for a loved one watching your loved one eat the same meals day in day out four five six times a day to you might seem boring or might seem depressing but to that athlete they're like yep this is another day ticked. It's another day like closer to my goal. It's another day being a 100% on the money. So 
it, it might seem very backwards. It might seem very obsessive, depressive. Uh, <laughs> the athlete might even look depressed. But deep down, if they are truly in love with bodybuilding and in love with the process, they will be loving every single minute of that prep. And the moment you can tell is when you go and watch them and you see them step out on stage. That should be the part that's most important to you guys because you can see on their face that that hard work has all been put into that one day. You know, one of the, the things that I will forever love as a coach or will forever kind of stay with me is when I've been through this process of a prep with a client, I've watched them struggle, I've watched them battle and, and show up and, and, and put everything into their prep. And then they walk out on stage and the lights hit them and the smile says it all. Look at an athlete's face when they walk out on stage. That's that's what it's about. That's where they're happiest. That's where all this 20, 30 weeks of dieting, emotions, tears, lack of sleep, anger, sore feet from the amount of steps they've been doing. <clears throat> this is this is what it's all come down to. So I think from a loved one's point of view, and again, this isn't going to be aimed at everybody in a podcast, but from a loved one's point of view, I, th- I feel the least you can do is go and show some love, go and show some support. <clears throat> I get that bodybuilders have their community, bodybuilders have their their circle of friends, their circle of loved ones, but it's heartbreaking for an athlete to not have your family in the audience. And this one, I, I speak of from experience. I, I've not had a single friend or family member ever show up at a bodybuilding show, like not even wish me luck for one. You know, the only people that have ever showed up and cheered me on at bodybuilding shows are my bodybuilding friends or clients, which is, <clears throat> I get it. I'm not really like bothered about that kind of stuff, but I know it's fucking heartbreaking from an athlete's point of view and seeing them come off a stage so happy, so excited, so full of love, emotion and and pride in themselves. But then like a switch, they just have this kind of like cloud overshadow them of, uh, you know, I wish, I wish my partner was here. I wish my mom was here. I wish, you know, my dad saw this, you know, it's, it means everything. And like I said, you might not understand why your loved one stepping up on stage wearing next to nothing, but it's not about that. Bodybuilding isn't that. Bodybuilding is self-discipline. It's self, self-progression. self It's self-belief because it takes a lot for someone to step up there and do those things. So I feel that the least you can do as a loved one is just to just go and show that love and go and show that support. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm seriously hoping that the, the vast majority of the people listening to this podcast We'll do that without a doubt. Like, we won't even question or, or second guess. They will be there and in the front row, shouting, screaming, crying. Like, that's what it should be. So, I think <clears throat> other things that you have to take into consideration is what they are experiencing and what they're doing in this prep is normal. They're going to be very tired, they're going to be very hungry, they're going to be very emotional. They're probably not going to talk a lot because something that you'll find in prep is that your body becomes very, very efficient at what is worth wasting energy on. And that's not the choice of the athlete. 
Now, if you naturally restrict someone's calories or if you naturally um, push someone in expenditure, doing more and more and more and more, burning more energy, the body will think, okay, well, we haven't got much coming in. We've got a lot going out. We need to save and conserve some energy here. So they will move a lot slower. They will talk a lot less. They will think a lot less. They'll probably switch off in conversations and not really pay attention. And that's not anything against you guys. That's just something that their body is going through and their body is preserving the energy because there's, there's just not really a lot left in the tank. So <clears throat> everything that you're concerned, worried, scared about, um, is, is very warranted. I get it from an outsider's point of view. Is very warranted, but it's not something that should be feared or or scared of because, like I said, the coach that's leading your athlete through this journey should be watching over absolutely everything. They should be monitoring everything. They should be making sure that your client is is healthy, is safe, to the best that they can be in regards to this journey. Um, it's again. I keep reiterating, it's, it's such a misunderstood sport. We are not all steroid-juiced up, egotistical, angry, like psychological issue-riddled individuals that just want to step up on stage and growl. Like, that's that's not bodybuilding. That might be what was portrayed or or stereotyped over the years, but... If you go to a bodybuilding show, it's it's one of the most surreal experiences I think you'll ever see in your life. You know, people just running around in like bikinis or trunks, covered in tan, eating rice cakes and jam. But at the same time, it's it's a building full of so much love, happiness, laughs. Everybody is there, <clears throat> having been on the same journey. They've all experienced the same things, and. But bodybuilding shows isn't about winning. Bodybuilding shows or bodybuilding to the individual is about being the best that you have ever been. So whether this is their first time competing and they're stepping up on stage for the first time, it's it's showing exactly what they're made of to whether it's their 50th, 60th show. It's about stepping up on stage better than the one they was before, better than the year or the show or uh, the season before it's just always about being better and progressing so of course that's going to take hard work it's going to take time it's going to take patience they're going to be hungry they're going to be tired they're going to get angry they're probably going to shout they're probably going to cry they're probably going to go quiet they might stop seeing you as much and that is nothing that any loved one should ever take personal because it's nothing aimed at you that client is or sorry that athlete is taking the time that they need to just focus on what they have to do. They have steps to do. They have cardio to do. They have food prep. They have the meals to eat. They have their training sessions to do. They're all doing this while also balancing their normal life as well. So their relationships, their, their work, their studying, um, that's a lot to juggle. And don't get me wrong, like from an outsider's point of view, a lot of people probably look at it and go, yeah, but why? What's the point? And I think unless you've done it, you, you probably will never understand fully to a degree. But like I said, all you need to do when they walk out on stage is look at their face and that expression right there should tell you everything that you need to know about why that athlete does what they do. There's so many 
positives and benefits to bodybuilding. It, it will grow that athlete exponentially in so, so many places. Confidence, personality, even the social circle. It's, it's a different world, it's a different life. And it's not this dangerous life that it's portrayed to be. And of course, you're going to look at them and think, oh my God, they look ill and what's happening here. But that sadly is part and parcel of it. Look at them on the day when, you know, they've, the females had their hair, their makeup, their tan, their bikini, then turn around and tell them, oh, hold on a minute, you look ill, because they fucking won't. <laughs> they will look a million, million pounds. And it will be probably the happiest and proudest moment of your life as well as a loved one, seeing them up there, because you will see just how much they love what they do and just how important this prep was to them. So I'm hoping this has been a little bit of a, a different insight because um, as a loved one, you've probably just maybe had little bits and pieces kind of said about a prep or little bits and pieces explained about the tiredness, the hunger. So hopefully from an, an, an outside eye, so to speak, I see the kind of same things that you do. I experience the same things that you do. Trust me, they shout at me as well. <laughs> they, they cry to me, they moan to me, they argue with me. Um, that is all part and parcel of it. It's just how you handle it. Like, I know my team are going to be tired. I know my team are going to be hungry. I know my team are going to absolutely despise me when I add in more cardio and take away more food. I've been called absolutely everything. But it's water off the duck's back because they don't hate you. <laughs> They're just tired. You know, you, you you have a week or so without much sleep or much food and you'll feel exactly the same. Um, it's nothing personal. Your athlete is not in a dangerous spot. They are actually loving life internally and doing something that is going to mould them into something far, far greater than they probably could have ever expected. So hopefully, guys, this has given you a little bit of an insight into what your athlete's feeling um, what they're experiencing and also how to help them as well become a better athlete guys it's been a pleasure as always much love stay blessed and stay tuned for part two which is going to be one athlete should expect in prep much love gang